0: He went into the first classroom and he instructed all of the men that were in the classroom to leave the room and instructed the women to go um, and line up against the back wall.
1: Murders, mysteries, unexplained stories, and our family's crazy opinions on them all. Join us now. The Family School of Thought is in session. Hey
2: guys! Welcome again to the Family School of Thoughts. Hope everybody had a really great week. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, Hello, yes. yes. I missed that.
2: Okay, everybody's doing good, I hope. Um, you can yes. see mom and I are both up at Weasel Fest.
0: Yeah, mom's mom's Together in the same her. place, how about that? She needs a scooch scooch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Um well let's get started. I know we're running a little yeah. late today. Jess, give us some fun facts.
0: Yeah, so I have a few fun facts. Mental floss, amazing facts. So um, did you guys know Play-Doh? The little, you know, everybody knows what Play-Doh is. It was originally marketed to be a um wallpaper cleaner. So I don't know how well it works. But maybe next time, yeah, it stains on your wall. Try a little play doh. Maybe I don't know. Hmm. It could cause more more issues because I mean, I don't know. Um, okay. my sure. next my next fact is the peace symbol. Everybody knows the peace sign, peace symbol. Not with your fingers, you know. The circle.
1: Yeah. Uh, the actual the, symbol.
0: Yeah, the actual peace <laughs> symbol. Um, the peace sign was, de- um, it was designed in 1958 by a British artist and he was an activist, Gerald, H- um, Gerald Holtum, um, specifically for the campaign for nuclear disarmament. Hmm. So I thought that was kind of, kind of neat. Um, uh, yeah. I have another third fact, um, relative to their size. Chihuahuas have the biggest brains of all dog breeds in the world.
2: That is hard to believe.
0: <laughs> well, so, compared to their size. Yeah, compared to their size. So, like, yeah, their size, the percentage of the like the size of their brain compared to the size of their body. Oh,
2: like a rat have a smaller.
1: Well, the brain fills up more of their skull than any other dog. than any other Yeah, right. Yeah. So
0: those are my fun facts for the week can well, give us a song
1: well if our song works this week uh i'll play it here it father, crime, so
0: nope nope all right uh, well that's it's kind of like a guessing game almost at this point it sounded like a michael jackson song though
1: Ooh, close close kind of name-wise it's so this is father figure by george michael yeah okay yeah okay (laughs) um and this one i i just i don't know if he wrote it to be weird or if it just was the times where he you know didn't really realize the you know intention that come across um but this whole song is about how george Michael is singing about how he's going to be the protector he's going to be the father figure he'll be your uh priest your therapist something like that like i can't remember the lyrics but he you know he's going to protect this person um and it's very much it seems to be like he wants to be a father figure like as the song title suggests um but it's a little too romantic to just be paternal he wants to be, he wants to be somebody's daddy he wants to be somebody's daddy <laughs> uh yeah it's just it's one of those songs where it's like oh, oh okay if you like that whatever um but even one of the lyrics has to deal with i've had enough of crime and our love can be seen as a crime which is uh, i don't know awkward to me uh right. but hey or it is what or I mean.
0: george michael was gay so maybe he was writing it in the ad because oh, well, at that
1: time it was illegal and it was and, and that's that's i can kind of see that as well george to get michael that way I hate to burst your bubble, but yeah <laughs> uh,
2: he was a, kind of the first person he wasn't he obviously wasn't the first gay person to sing, but he was one of the first people to kind of
0: like be well known yeah yeah. About uh, gay yeah.
1: yeah right yeah, but yeah, I mean, yes, so it it really could be kind of a very uh not coming out but basically, trying to get his point across that you know his love is forbidden um it it could have been done in a separate way I don't know I just don't like the father figure part of the song yeah it's a little the the lyrics are I will be your teacher preacher which mm, I don't know yeah (laughs) gets a little creepy to me (laughs)
0: maybe maybe I'm gonna go with the gay factors maybe he was working with a, a new partner that was new to being gay or new to being open about being gay yeah I, I mean i totally go to with that if music
2: and lead them through. Yeah.
1: yeah i'm gonna be uh, yeah, optimistic the <laughs> yeah. um the music video kind of goes against that because the entire music video he is making out with a girl so uh, i mean oh of course <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it could be a deflection but hey who knows yeah yeah but that's my song for the week
2: good <laughs> good
1: it is a good
0: song it's a it's good Rick song Michael's they're great. all good songs but yeah yeah good. so so today is my week this is my week have mm-hmm. you guys ever heard of and i may be pronouncing this wrong because it's french but the um, or Fr- i should say french canadian because it happened in canada um the the a uh, Pilo pilotech Tech massacre. I can't even say it correctly. Yes, yes. <laughs> No, the club
2: where they had the. No, no, no. Okay,
0: no, I don't. This know. is not a club. So, um, Pilo Tech. It's it, so I I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right because I never took French. I don't know French enough, but eight um it's equally or equally pilotech. um it's an engineer oh sorry equally pilotech de montreal so it's a, a engineering school in montreal um canada and mm-hmm. uh, uh, montreal quebec in canada i should get all this right <laughs> um so this happened back in 1989 so mom dad you guys may remember this um i don't know if it made um, international news or not but it was it did happen in Canada so kind of close um ish to the United States but so um the um this involved a, a Canadian anti-feminist mass murderer who he was born Gamel Roderick uh Lias Galbraith, I believe that's how you say his name Um, And he went into the engineering school, killed 14 women and wounded 10 more women and four men on December sixth of 1989 um, at the the engineering school Um, and that engineering school is affiliated with the University of Montreal. So, um, I'm gonna get into that I found this topic from a book that I'm reading right now. And um, I thought of like, I was reading it. I'm like, oh, I have no idea who this person is. Did some research and I thought it was a a cool little topic, especially with everything that's still kind of going on right now in the world with women's rights and um, everything with that. So um, he, his whole like purpose of going to the school on, on December 6th was to kill feminists um a lot of people at the time or a lot of like news of news sources at the time said he was there to kill women um which i think was kind of like his motivation but really he was there to kill feminists um for that um and after he killed the 14 women and then wounded the others he committed suicide and he had a suicide note on him after that was found after the fact um that basically said that he, his whole motivation was feminist um he blamed feminists for ruining his life um and it included another note that had a list of 19 other radical feminists that he um would have killed if he had had the had the time so um this massacre was described as a crime at the time as a crime against the future because, um, oh, and I should, I'm sorry, I should back up. So he changed his name to Mark Mark Lapine at the age of 14. So we'll get into that, but he ended up changing his name. So going forward, Mark Lapine is what I will be addressing him as. So um, he, so this was described as a crime against the future because lapine was upset about and was trying to destroy the idea of women women someday achieving social and economic equality so he was doing this to like take a stance because he didn't want women to be equal to men so he targeted specifically women engineers because he thought that they were not just women but women who were trying to take the place of men and um, the purpose of his, his killing was to terrorize the women that witnessed this back into what he thought was their rightful place. Which I saw that, and it kind of made me wonder. I heard the line, putting them back in their rightful place. And Cassie, could you tell where my mind went to?
1: Um, And- 19- it what andrew tate but i don't know if you guys no, know that.
0: no i went straight to harry potter
1: oh <laughs> the wizards
0: the the um um Voldemort was putting you know muggles. muggles back in their rightful places you know or you know that kind of stuff which is She's the author of the book that I'm reading uh, right now. So I thought it was kind of a unique little connection that I found because it's not really anything to do with her beyond her mentioning it in the book. Um, So on December 6th, 1989, Lapine decided that women needed to pay for all of their troubles that they caused him. So he went to the engineering school and decided to cause mass murder. Um, Funny enough, this school, um, this engineering school is one that he applied to and was rejected from twice. Um, So I think there was also some underlining issues where these women were accepted into the school that he thought he should rightfully be in and not them. Um, But he entered the school. um, He entered the school building. Armed with a uh, rifle, a, a Ruger Mini 14 air, um, automatic rifle, and a knife, um, and then along with his and along with his anti-feminist agenda, um, and then in, within a matter of hours, he had killed the 14 women and then wounded 14 other people. Um, today, this massacre remains one of Canada's mo- uh, worst violent incidents in history um and so it was a pretty pretty bad situation um and uh but he went into the first classroom and he instructed all of the men that were in the classroom to leave the room and instructed the women to go um and line up against the back wall and then at at the time this was one of the first like school shootings, really, um, that ha- ever happened. Um, so nobody really knew what was going on. So OK, so he walked into the first classroom, instructed all the men to leave the room, told the women to line up against the back wall. Um, and because this was in 1989, this was the, like one of the very first like school shootings that happened. Um, so nobody really knew what, what to do. They didn't really take him seriously until he started shooting rounds at the ceiling um and then after that they started taking him seriously and um the men left which i like you have i don't know how many it didn't say in any of the stories it didn't say how many people were in the classroom but you have one guy with one gun and one knife and you have multiple people you didn't think to like take him down at that point right all all the men left the room and the women were lined up and um, he he there a witness to this said that he was heard saying you're all a bunch of feminists and i hate feminists and then he just opened fire on all the women that were in that classroom the the men left (laughs) sitting there Um, um and so then he wandered the the hallways of the school and um he could be heard shouting or you know yelling i hate feminists um and then he just shot at any woman that came across his path um, and he wound up in a classroom on the third floor um, where a, a female was presenting um at the front of the room and after he shot all the other room or other sorry all the other women in that space in that room he went up to that presenter and stabbed her and then he put all of his ammo down and he put his knife down and he shot himself in the head. And um which I thought was kind of weird. I just don't understand
1: why everybody just allowed that to happen. That's
0: exactly. so, I what, think I think you gotta everybody wrong. Well, and I that's what I was kind of thinking too. But I think too, you gotta think about this was back in nineteen eighty nine. This is also in Canada, you know, but like this is were, like, this was,
1: like this, yeah, is this before was like this is the first shooting big.
0: Yeah. This this was like one of the very first ones, so it's like I think a lot of it, and this was at an engineering school, so I'm sure engineering students, they do a lot of things where they it, stuff makes sounds that sound like a gun or things blow up or, you know, they're like scientists people too. So, you know, I don't think people really understood what was going on or thought that it was real at the time, um, but. I don't and it never really explained on why he ran out of time or why he had this time limit set for him, but he ended up shooting himself in the head. Um, and then when the police came, or you know whatever the the officers are called in in Canada, when they came, they found um, he left behind sixty rounds of ammunition. So he potentially could have killed more people if he didn't commit suicide. Um, but he they found his suicide note which was like in his pocket it was three pages long um, and um, let me get I gotta get out I didn't write all the his suicide note down but it's three pages long and it uh, at the very end of it had an additional list of 19 other names um, of women he had planned to kill that were not at that school so there was thoughts that he had a bigger plan going on that he was looking to um you know do more but one of the um one of the people on that list was a, femi- a feminist politician um a journalist but her name is Francine Pelletier um, and she was a journalist for la and Rose um which is a it was a it was a feminist publication a feminist like magazine so but his suicide note, um has been released so you can find it online but it did say like it started off with i had 15 minutes to write this please note that if i commit suicide today because he goes your month date so 89 it is not for economic reasons for i waited until i exhausted all of my financial means even refusing jobs but for political reasons because i have decided to send the feminists who have always ruined my life to their maker for seven years life has brought me no joy and being totally blasé i have decided to put an end to those Virgos. and like it goes in he tried to enter the for the canadian forces as an officer cadet when he was younger in his youth and um they would not allow him to join um and he he was refused because um a so they refused him because of asocial which that's spelled incorrectly so i'm not really and this was his letter or his suicide note was originally in french so it was translated so some of the translation may not be 100 percent um but then he, he his whole plan was to join the canadian forces to be able to kill feminists while he was serving Um, but because he was denied he waited until december 6th of 1989 to execute his plan um and in between he continued his studies in a haphazard way um for that they would they would never really interest him knowing that um what he wanted to advance in his fate um so even if the mad, it, it, I don't know. There's it's really long, so it kind of goes on and on. Um, but basically, the letter states that you know, um, women were not um, women were not authorized to be on the front line. They shouldn't be in positions that they were in, like such as engineers or doctors. They should be, you know, at home in the kitchen. Basically, you know, um, so he um he had a three-page long suicide note that he left on his body um there were besides being like motivated by killing anti-feminist or for killing feminists because he was anti-feminist his mother claims that she believes that a lot of this kind of stemmed from his childhood he grew up in a very abusive household um his father uh, was very abusive to his mom as well as the children. Um, and she ended up filing for divorce when he was around, like se- they separated when he was like around seven. Um, and I think they got divorced when he was like around nine, um, or a little bit later, but she blames that, you know, that whole situation of their, of his abusive beginnings and then the divorce um she says that he just turned all of his anger into hatred for feminist women um his mom her name is Monique uh, Lapine um was a nurse and or is a nurse I'm not sure if she's still alive or not or if she's still able to work um but when she divorced his father who was an Algerian businessman um, she decided to go back to into nursing and go back to school to further her nursing career um, because she wanted to be able to provide for her children. And once they got di- the parents got divorced, he never saw his father ever again. His father just completely like dropped out of his life. Um, and so, um, Mark Lapine, the killer, he, he had a sister. Um, and him and his sister lived with other families, uh, like during the week, basically while their mom worked and they only were able to see their mom on the weekends to spend time with her because she was so busy trying to work and make money to support her family.
1: Um, but like I said, at the age of 14, he changed his name. What? Sorry. Sorry. Was that her decision? Like the mom's decision to have them go stay with you, okay. Okay. Yes. Yep. Yep. So
0: she, it's like they, she signed them up for a program that um it's basically like kind of like a child services program that it's there to, they live with like a foster family almost, but she still has all the parental rights. It's just, they're living with somebody else is taking like a live-in nanny almost, but it's through yeah, like,
1: yeah.
0: yeah, so it's through He's like, like the government. So
1: new and that's why do you think maybe he was abused through these that fostering that's
0: so there was so there was claims so his sister struggled with drugs and you know anxiety and issues from the abuse that they had from their father um and everything and so she and she got into trouble and all that kind of stuff so she she was kind of like a troubled kid um why they were part of this and then his mom uh Monique Lapine had signed him up for uh like big like they just called it big brothers which I'm assuming is like a big brother big sister kind of program Mm -hmm. and to kind of help guide him to make sure that he stays on the right path and stuff because he was a very shy soft-spoken child and really had no interest in gaining friends and that kind of stuff and he did become close with his big brother but his mom stopped that because there was allegations that um, the Big Brother program, there was a lot of molestation going on. And so she kind of yanked it. But both Mark Lapine and the Big Brother, who was never really named, both denied those allegations and uh, they denied that any molestation happened between the two of them. So I don't get there could be. But I think a lot of this kind of stems from the abuse that he had with his dad or from his dad. Um, and. It, At 14, he changed his name to Mark Lapine, which Lapine is his mother's maiden name. Um, And he changed it to that. And the reason that he gave when he changed it was because um, it was for the hatred of his father. So I think he had a lot of anger and hate for his father for the abuse that he did. Because it did say, too, that he was the one that got most of the abuse from his father. What kind of abuse did he physical abuse like I, n- nothing that was sexual that I could see it was just all physical abuse um but so, his mom and his sister did too but I think he resented the fact that his mom divorced her dad divorced his dad and then went back to work and left him you know because she went into the working world and left him and his sister to basically fend for themselves with
1: random people almost um one, well, especially in lot of those cases where it's a single mother raising a yeah. child even if the father is the problem like you see a yeah. lot of resentment because that's the only parent you have so there's resentment right that. Right. Right, right
0: and it does seem like i think they're too, saying like, that children
2: hate. like to push their resentments off on their parents
0: hmm yeah sure so but
1: I, I mean that it's so like a lot of the problems are there, and that's the only yeah. person that they can blame for it. Right, right. And
0: with this one though too, and I never got the name of his sister, but both him and his sister struggled through, you know, through their adult lives and everything too. So his sister actually died in 1996 um, at the age of 28 from a um, over a coat of cocaine overdose. So she never really got over her drug issues or drug addictions. And um, that she kind of started when she was a teenager, due to all the the, you know, we'll call it like PTSD and all the issues that she had as a child. Um, But now, Mark, or at least what I saw in like the most recent articles, Mark Lapine's mom, Monique Lapine, now she is like a motivational speaker she goes around and talks about her son and you know you know what she thinks kind of happened with him and the abuse that he suffered and how kind of how he developed from that to be what he was at the end of you know at the end of his life kind of thing but i think too some of it is I'm kind of going back so he Like I said, he applied to be in the Canadian Forces and was rejected from that. He began um, a science program at at a college. It didn't say what college, but he began a science program at a college. I'm assuming the University of Montreal since that's where the engineering class uh, program that was in 1982 um, and then like a year later, switched to a, um, a technological program um, and then in 1986, he dropped out of um, out of college. I saw somewhere too that he got his degree in college, but then in other places, I saw he dropped out. But then he was fired from his job at a hospital due to his poor attitude. He had issues with, you know, anger issues, attitude issues. Um, there was some information where he was kind of um, diagnosed as a narcissist. Um, and also having personality disorders. Um, and so I think he had some mental issues too, and I think some of it may have stemmed from the abuse of a, as a child too, but I think he just had all this failure that happened and then he blamed women for that failure. Um, and then, because in 1988, he began a computer program, program course, and then he dropped out of that as well. Um, And then it was during those times that he applied twice to be in that um, Ecole um, Polytech uh, um, Engineering School. He applied twice and he wasn't refused to be part of that program for any reasons other than he lacked two required compulsory courses. So he basically just refused to take these two courses that would allow him to be part of this program. So it's like he, I don't know, he kind of like set his own fate, really. He didn't wanna do the work to get into the program. Um, But basically, most of his adult life, he complained that women were working in non-traditional jobs and he didn't think that that was um, right in the world and that women, they didn't deserve to be in these um, jobs that were male jobs that um, were m- traditionally male jobs and i think a lot of it too is like it goes back to the And he went into the engineering school to kill the female engineers
1: yeah that definitely correlates with the fact that his mother like he blames his mother mm-hmm. having a job for him having kind of a, right. a terrible childhood you know yeah. he probably thinks that if women didn't couldn't have you know, regular jobs, she would have either a stayed home and took care of them or, and she wouldn't have divorced the father because he would have been the sole income. Right. And that's something too,
0: is that I know, um, I read in the story too, that she uh, uh, like tried to get child support, the courts approved it, but then his father never paid it, you know? So it's like, she couldn't depend on the child support to help raise those kids um because he, he, they never got it
1: well where was grandma so, i mean
0: why? And never, that never that never says but his his dad um was an algerian businessman so i'm assuming that maybe on the paternal side those they were in algeria um it never mentioned where her parents had the mother's parents were the maternal grandparents
1: well i couldn't find uh, that totally.
0: information but
1: That's a that's a really big scam that even still happens today, where people come from other countries and say that they are businessmen or million multi million dollar company owners, get Mm -hmm. you know American women pregnant, and then basically green cards to come over here and start business, but they have never been a business owner before, right? So he probably. he probably didn't even have a business back in Algeria. Probably not. And that's it, it really seems like the father was really
0: not part of the picture. Even in the beginning, he was just abusive from the very beginning. But um, it did say, so I did find too, when he applied, when Lapine applied for the Canadian forces, when he was denied his acceptance from there, um, and he later told it, it it doesn't really say you know it just he was rejected during the interview process that's probably the, but i'm assuming because a lot of the stuff it said that he just was a narcissist you know so he you know was very arrogant and you know probably didn't take authority very well kind of a situation but after being refused that or denied being part of that, he told a friend It was because of his difficulties accepting authority and he wrote a suicide letter no later that um, found to be antisocial and. um, The official statement from the military after the massacre stated that he had been interviewed assessed and determined to be unsuitable that's all that they said. Um, But he also after. um. I read it somewhere. I'm trying to find it again because I didn't write it down. But after he was denied, I it read it somewhere, that he basically said um, that he was going to commit a mass murder and then commit suicide. So this was something that I think he had planned for years. It was well planned. And it was well planned out, and he had planned it for a lot of years. Um and I think and that's that's somewhere nice. I read through that he had, he had planned it for like seven years. Right. It's like he knew what he was doing. It was very well thought out. Um, and with something for that well thought out, I mean, it sucks to have 14 people killed and you know, more wounded, but you, could you imagine yeah. The the amount of damage, especially again, because this was like one of the very first school shootings University. it was a university but you know like this was a one of the very first ones so like people didn't know what was going on when this happened so that's, the rest that's, of ranks
2: were always all there but
1: nobody
0: right yeah and that's what you know like as a child he was different and his mom um after the divorce that was something too that his mom talked to like a psychiatrist about her children, because she was very worried about the mental well being of her children, the mom sounded like she did her very best, you know, like she did everything that she could. But it's um, the the psychiatrist basically said hey he's just very shy he's a normal kid he's very shy he just likes to be isolated the sister, on the other hand, was um you know diagnosed with some like anxiety issues and that kind of stuff. And again, had that drug addiction from an early age. And that was picked up from the psychiatrist, but not for him. But I think that kind of goes that's relevant with narcissists, they charm people, and Mm. they make people think they're something that they're not, you know, and then if he has a personality disorder, you know, that you know, that's something too that you can change that, or like, you could put on that charm. And make me be manipulative uh, with people and that and get away with some of that kind of stuff a couple things
2: you know one thing that struck me through this was he kind of grew up without a family support around him
0: yeah right i think that happens Mm -hmm. a
2: lot you know when you don't have you know you're not surrounded by you know grandparents and aunts and uncles right. cousins and it you know if you guys did something bad while you're in high school you had a fit you had a responsibility you'd feel responsible every time you're around your family right. you know so
1: right right it
2: wouldn't be so isolated had, yeah. you and right. so you really happened. had nobody to hold
0: them account yeah
2: a family yeah. He, around these people yeah
0: yeah there's nobody to hold them accountable right. so um now so December 6 now has because of this is observed in Canada as the national day of remembrance and action on violence against women. so that has been something that has been you know pushed and it, but this happened too at a time like back in 1989 when the women's movement started moving forward um, in Canada and became a big thing and you know pe- women were starting to stand up and um push for equal rights and um and and you know and it again it kind of goes back to we're living in history again you know like this is something that like we're repeating history i guess i should say because the whole women's rights started in canada around this time because of a, a female who was pregnant that wanted an abortion and her boyfriend didn't want her to get an abortion and so they went to court on if she could legally have the rights to her own body and so that's what kind of pushed it back in 1989 so this kind of all happened around the same time so it was like a you know women were starting to push back and they were starting to go to school to be doctors or to be in these traditionally male roles and it kind of i think it just triggered him even more
2: that hit me too as you were telling the story that um you know the word feminism was a, a key word back then. It was a trigger right. word, I guess. And so right. well, at yeah. that time, that was a big deal. They talked a lot about feminism. He had a mental illness. If it was today, it probably would have been just right. whatever the topic was today. I mean, right. You know what I mean? Right. He was focused mm-hmm. on that. But if it happened today, it might have be been a, a Republican or Democrat issue, you know. Right,
0: or a right. Trump right. issue. Or, I mean, it
2: was, It really was his mental illness, not feminism.
0: Right. Right. And that's something, though, too, that a lot of people were upset about back when this originally happened, though, too, was the word like the word feminism or feminist wasn't used in these news articles. It wasn't used when people were reporting on it. Instead, they used the word women. and, And because, you know, back then, it's like, if you were a woman, you were a feminist, or if you were a feminist, you were a woman. There was nothing in between. And, you know, now, you know, I don't think the word or the definition has changed. I think people have become more open-minded on, you know, being a feminist is more on, you know, it's not power to women per se, but it's more on just because I'm a woman doesn't mean that I'm less than a man. You know, like I deserve to if I'm I working in the same exact job description, today. yeah, when right. You hear and that's why you,
2: you understand what it is. Back then, it was right. a new keyword, so it was,
1: a new right. So right. It was uh, yeah,
2: it triggered yeah. a lot exactly. of people.
1: Exactly. you talk to? I know a lot of people who would say they do not like feminists, right? And I, well, I, today, I think today, one of, yes, yeah, hundred I, well, I percent today,
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree with Cassie, but I think it's one of those stigmatized words where when you hear feminist people typically think angry women you know like you know like angry righteous women and that's not what you know that's i think that's the saying. way it was
2: in the 60s and in the 70s probably too but you really think Please, today but... people get angry when they hear feminism
1: yes yes who yeah all I the think time right
2: get me angry at that. i
1: think they're I still
0: think there are people in there. Yeah, I I was gonna say, I still think there are a lot of males more specifically, but I still think females too, but there are a lot of people that kind of would still agree with this Mark Lapine or Lapine Mm -hmm. on that women shouldn't be doctors. Women shouldn't be engineers. Wouldn't women shouldn't be working in NASA, you know, women their places in the kitchen at home taking care of kids.
1: Um, there are people, know, there are people today that are famous for being this way. You know, even yeah, like I yeah. said earlier, Andrew Tate is somebody who has a yeah, huge yeah. following of people who yeah, love him yeah. because he is anti feminine and he is anti female. And he tells people that women should be at home and take care of the men and they shouldn't is have
2: jobs. A, um, I don't know who that is. Is that a religious leader?
1: no he's not a religious leader he that's the thing is that he doesn't really he got famous for being this misogynistic you know piece of shit Mm -hmm. and that's basically all he does now is goes around and gives seminars about how okay
2: is this a young guy
0: mm,
1: he's probably like 40. yeah
2: i I might know who you're talking about like um uh, he kind
0: of look i mean he's bald he kind of reminds me of like the pitbull the singer yeah. That's what he well, like. the
1: thing is, is that he's basically the. I mean, he's kind of died out now, but like he's yeah. basically the focal point now. But there's millions of men who have podcasts or yeah. have followings yeah. that are doing the exact same thing. Like this is not a once in a lifetime person. Like he is just following yeah. a algorithm that he knows works.
2: And this yeah. is about females, not just about yeah. anybody. Yeah. Just nope. not
1: it,
0: like it, man.
1: Nope. It's yeah. all about how females are basically emasculating men and we are the problem in society i uh, do
2: not hear i just this conversation can't see. i just ever i
1: just looked him up he
0: is 35 years old he is has, he's his birthday 80, is 80. crap yeah december 14th 1986 so he's yeah. basically a year younger
1: than me yeah yeah i would dad i would suggest you look into him he, well, I probably don't want to know, but No, he's not a not good person. But and that's the thing is that like all of these males who even like meet p- people like Joe Rogan, who Yeah, uh, right. Claim to be, you know, oh, I don't care about feminism. You can do whatever you want. He'll, they have him on his podcast and talk to him and act like yeah. he's a normal person. Yeah.
0: yeah. And they treat him right. like he's
1: a celebrity. Right. Yeah.
0: So it's still so, happening
1: today. I mean, even, not even in America. Look at what's happening in Iran literally currently. Uh, right, I get it. right, And, right. About, yeah, and so. that's just not even about like the religion in itself. It's about men believing that they have the ability to tell women what to wear and that they can tell right. them how moral they are. And if they don't feel like the woman's being moral enough, they get to kill her. That is right. what right. they think they are allowed to do in this world. That's very sad it's insanely sad and it's it's aggravating that in yeah. 18, or 1989 this was yeah. a big deal and now it's still happening in 2020 it's still happening and that's why i have like when i read about it in the book i'm like
0: oh i don't know anything about it so i did some research because it was just really like a blip in the book that i'm reading and but i'm like the book is kind of along the lines of some of this stuff so I, and then i'm like oh this is a perfect topic because it literally we are repeating history almost with what was going on then, what's going
1: on now, or we are going backwards. Well, with where we mean, are they now. always so, say if you refuse to learn from the past, you are doomed yeah, to repeat it. Gar-
0: right.
2: And, and so, we've discussed this on the show before, but I've also discussed it with, you know, people that I work with. Because Oddly, I'm older than most of the people that I work with. Hmm. But so, you know, I try to explain to them. They think my generation didn't do anything, but you know, really, mm-hmm. in the seventies, Josh, you wouldn't have your job now. You would, you wouldn't no, be able. Right,
0: to have that job. right, right. I wouldn't,
2: be able, yeah. a, uh, a a wouldn't be able to own a a credit card. You wouldn't be able to own a checking yeah. account. So yeah, we have come a long ways. We're we we we've yes, made
1: we. Have. I agree with you there, but look at the people who are putting us back. It's not right, my generation or their generation uh, below us, you know, it's are, really, Yeah, it's, yeah,
0: not it's even, not really even your generations. <laughs> it's, well, it's generations, a before. lot of the issues that yeah. are
2: going on today, we've talked about this many times, yeah, are really distractions. They really All are. Right.
1: Unfortunately, know,
2: Roe versus Wade, right. is never going to go away. I mean, it, it that's not going to happen. And you know, so I don't know the whole point of trying to push. I the, think that and, and it's going to be gays next. That issues, gay issues are going to be next. Yeah, oh, you
1: yeah. Know? Right. So it, It's uh-huh. really I
2: think, keep people distracted. There's no way. There's no way we're going to go backwards.
1: Well, you know? and I think well. unfortunately that is uh, what we're seeing now is. Luckily, blowing up in a lot of Republicans' faces right, right,
2: right now.
1: Exactly, yeah. And they are completely criticized started, I
2: that, from, right? yeah, I know. Because thinking about they're going to take abortions away is so outrageous to 90% of them, the world. There's
0: right, 10 can also
2: possibly think they're going to get away with it. So they have different.
0: But also experience. I get what you're saying, dad. I get what you're saying too, but you have to realize too the women or the little girls who are sacrificing yeah. their lives and their bodies because of this agenda that's going on. Yeah. Like it, the fact people that people don't you're right. 90% of people don't agree that, you know, we should, uh, you know, outright abortions, but what about that 10-year-old girl in in Ohio? What about the 16-year-old girl in in Florida that, you know, was forced to, you know, like, carry this, the baby of a rapist, you know, the, it's these happening. girls, it's happening it matters now. to them. Yeah. But I do think a lot of the, like the agenda that's being pushed on us today and this year in 2022, or, you know, this, this decade, it's more on, it's based on religion. It's, you know, like pushing that Christianity agenda onto the rest of society, where well,
2: you know, I, I agree but with this, a part of that. I think there is a large group of people that are, um, that really feel that way because of religion, but there's a bigger group of people who are using that.
1: I agree. Yes, chaos. that's, I mean, yeah, Christianity yes. is the easiest yes.
2: way right. to get that. Right. Right. Exactly.
1: Yes. And, and so I agree with
2: those that. people I that are that. pushing yes. that, yes. they don't even agree with the topic, they're just trying no. to cause chaos.
0: Well, yeah, most of the I people agree. that are pushing it are hypocrites and they're pushing exactly. it. And they're saying, saying. So do as I say, not what I do, because they have these love childs or they are, yeah, forcing I know,
2: their I know. That's what I'm
1: saying. Have
2: most of yeah. them, it's not about the issue, it's about the distraction.
1: Yeah. And they know that right. that's,
2: they know, they know 90% of the world is going to be in uproar over what they're saying, right? Mm-hmm. So their agenda is right. being fulfilled that way.
1: I agree. And th- and unfortunately, they're lying about it, too. I mean, look at, I just saw it on the news somewhere that Ted Cruz from Texas was on, I think, probably Fox News, some newscast, just absolutely gloating about this new railroad or, uh, like, basically tracks that they're going to go from Texas all the way up into Canada and make it easier for transportation between the countries. And he was gloating about this whole thing. And then people were like, didn't you vote no for this? <laughs> yeah, And they've and they shown his yeah. vote for no, like he voted yeah. for this yeah. and he's on news gloating about how good it's going to be for Texas, how it's going to bring him in all this economy and acting like he decided this and he made up this bill and he voted against it. And that's <laughs> I think yeah. that's what you really need to pay attention to is all these people getting on and talking about gas prices and talking about abortion yes. and talking yes. about health care. And look at how they're actually voting because they're not right. voting yes. for these things. Right. Right. It's the same as, like,
0: yeah, with all the, like, the baby formula shortage, the people that were voting against the, you know, product like, to end that shortage, basically. Mm-hmm. That was an American, like, United States issue, yeah. not a world issue. Um, the people that were saying, hey, all lives matters were the ones that were voting against that. and Voting were against that
1: shortage. basic nutrition for children.
0: I think it's funny, and I can't remember who it was. You guys probably know but he voted against and i can't remember what state it but he voted against um biracial marriages okay and he is married to a black woman thomas who has biracial yes no. so
1: this yes. was an actual not not Clarence Thomas this was an actual like state representative oh yeah, in Congress, who voted against yeah. interracial marriage, and and there's and there's has, or yeah not
0: interracial interracial marriage, and has mm-hmm. it is in in but and like, could you imagine being that spouse? Like, mm-hmm. could you imagine like saying, "Oh, I'm against well, this," but there's I'm another.
2: There is another topic where we've come a long way. Can you imagine when I was a kid, it was illegal the, for yeah. And interracial marriage was illegal. Yeah, I mean, that sounds so ridiculous. It's laughable today, but yeah. no and that's not that long ago.
1: No,
0: yeah. no,
2: no, it's not. It's so, insane. So we have come a long ways, and
0: yes, but I also think we are taking a huge step backwards. And, and I'm sure the people that are years from, from now, for
2: it is- it's going to sound pretty ridiculous that same-sex marriage couldn't happen. You know, like that was illegal.
0: I can't believe it. And it was um, living in history. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: it's insane.
0: Yeah, yeah. But so, so where
1: do you live in? So there you go.
0: We have that's we have yeah something that was kind of the world's first mass school shooting, and. uh
2: I'm surprised I haven't heard of this because you know they talk yeah, about I think I've, never yeah. I've never heard of this.
1: Yeah, because I, I, yeah, I a, know there was, was like school shootings before the, this, but it wasn't. I, it was nowhere yeah. on this scale. It but was. Not. like I think a lot of it, though. T- yeah, right. I think a lot of
0: it there too is because this happened in Canada, so it's mm-hmm. international news. Where that's probably why you know, and it's something too. It happened back in the you know late '80s. You know it happened in 89 so at the time you know it probably wasn't it wasn't a worldwide news story or if it was it only lasted for like a day and then people forgot about it yeah probably. so it's not something that was focused on for you know because that's things too with these school shootings i mean it sucks that it happens we all want to be informed on what you're like what's going on and stuff but it's like it you usually will hear about it well Maybe not so much anymore because it happens so much, but like you hear about them and then it's in the news for like a week, you know? So you're constantly hearing all these updates and, like, the Yeah, them. right. Right. Yeah. I so would I like to too.
1: see, because I know that Canada has stricter gun laws than here, obviously, but I would mm. like to see what... Oh. <laughs> That's, that's what I, I, I need to look that up because that's a big I, here. Um, yeah, and it, and it I, happened I, in Australia too, like where their only right. school shooting happened, and then literally the next week they had strict gun laws.
0: Right. I meant to look that. Let me see if I can find it real quick because I yeah, did. I was thinking. I was, thinking, thinking, it, so. I, was th- I was thinking that the whole time I was like, reading up on the story later. because I'm.
1: Yeah. Well, hopefully. Um, that's, America what, you, needs that's to, what you would expect uh, 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 to happen when stuff like this happens. America needs to uh, get on board. Okay, so, it's,
0: but, it's like, so oh my gosh, Smith- Smithsonian. the Smithsonian Magazine. The Smithsonian Magazine did a story, um, and I'm just looking at the headline, and it says mass shooting that reshaped the Canadian debate about gun and political identities. And it is the 1989 Montreal massacre um it set the stage for discussions about insane killers and targeting women so i think i mean i haven't read the story those are just the headlines yeah um
1: well it probably if not getting rid of made for mental health checks when buying bins
0: um, so and I didn't say how old he was. So he was born in 64, 1964. Oh. So he, when he did this, when he went through and killed these 14 women and wounded 14 others, he was only 25 at the time. So really young, I think. Well, I mean, I guess not really because we have younger now, but
1: um, I'm sorry. I think I cut out uh, when you were talking about this, but did he go to this school? or did he just pick this school
0: so I think he was enrolled at the University of Montreal which is the university that this engineering school like program His was it'd be like you know like oh the Michigan State University School of Business kind of thing
1: right so right, I think right.
0: that's what it was he was um he applied to go to this engineering program twice and was denied twice Basically because he didn't have the prerequisite prerequisite courses. He needed two extra courses, like prereq courses, to be able to get into the into the engineering program. And he didn't have those. And then he refused to take them. <laughs> um yeah. And so, okay, so the, here it says so the 14 the 14 women who were killed too um, were all engineers and then the 14 that were injured, there were 12 engineering students, one nursing student, one clerk in the financial department. And the Annette, I said it in the beginning too. four of the men or four of the people who were injured were men, but no men died in this massacre. It was all women who died and almost all of them were under the age of twenty five. Which makes <laughs> sense because they were in college. Right. Um, This was a decade before the Columbine massacre and then the shootings in Virginia Tech.
1: When was, I can't remember what school this was at, but the um, sniper on the bell tower of a college campus. North Dallas. Do you know what yeah. year it was?
2: About 60.
1: Okay, that's what I thought it was before this.
2: It in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, that's
1: and what that's I, what was, yeah. And that's
0: what I saw, this was like one of the first, I think, mass, mass shootings. Right, right, yeah. right. So, um, I'm not seeing it. This is like kind of just a story about all the massacres, the like, big mass shootings it's- and stuff. So, I don't really see anything about the gun laws changing in in Canada.
1: Mm-hmm. It but- probably got the discussion, but
0: yeah. He used a Ruger Mini-14 semi-automatic, which I wanted to look that up. I hate looking at I this kind like of this stuff. stuff like, oh, here's my Google, Google history, history looking at guns. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Uh, it really, like, okay, so
0: it's like it's, it's kind of like- a little,
1: Like gun you'd see on a show.
0: Right, like it's, it reminds me of, well, it's a little bit more bigger but it's like it looks like it's like a little bb gun almost i mean it is a it's a rifle it's a light lightweight, lightweight semi-automatic rifle um and it was introduced in 1973 and it looks like 45 millimeter bullets you yeah. know hmm. so yeah. So, I mean, it's just like a little, I want to call it a hunting rifle, even, you know, maybe a, I don't know, like a bird gun I lost. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And then he had a knife, but they didn't say anything. I couldn't find any information on like the size of the knife or anything. No. It could have been a butter knife, you know, but.
1: but then, they didn't I'm sure it was it. a
0: hunting knife.
1: Yeah, right they didn't have assault weapons back then and
0: well and you gotta think too probably, and then, you know like now rifle to go hunting with probably right but and that's something too that like you got to think about like this was 30 years ago almost this this massacre happened and or more than 30 years ago right? 30 33 yeah. yeah yeah it's over 30 years ago um but you know like people probably, like you could just walk on campus and walk into buildings without being questioned. Like even when I was in college, like a random stranger could just come into any of the college buildings without being questioned about it. I don't know what college campuses look now, but I'm sure that they, you know, like even just with the schools, you know, like with Odin at school, parents aren't allowed in without permission. I mean, look at the situation we just had, (laughs) just locally where the school was in lockdown just because the parent was disorderly um you know and it just uh, it caused mass hysteria for something that really wasn't that much of a big deal um for that but you know there's just so many safety precautions and things that are put in place now that this i mean it do, i was gonna say this couldn't happen but it does unfortunately it does happen but yeah. Our world today is a scary world. But the thing, the thing that shocked me the most with this situation is, like, he walked into this room, said, "Hey, all the men leave, yeah. all the women and line up," and I'm holding a rifle. And then they did, you know. And it's like, okay, I get you're scared, but well, like,
1: what do yeah,
0: the they, you to die? Like, one guy against, like
2: Three flights of stairs. Like, right? I don't understand how the whole building wasn't in.
1: A lot of, again it. Again, right. again, you have to think about that this is pre really having any yeah. sort of drills this is this right. is a right. new situation for these people they've never had to deal with the idea of somebody coming into a classroom right. and threatening people to shoot are. them right. i can i completely yeah. get it from their perspective I mean, like this is me, insane yeah. but this yeah. is insane like this is not something that they know how to deal with this is not something that they are prepared for right, um, right. I, I totally just, I kind of
0: wonder though, too, like the guy, the men that left that, like what kind of guilt did they have oh, I'm sure they have after so the fact of, like, of like, holy cow, because I, I do think like he, and Cassie, I think you cut out in this part, but he walked into the classroom. He told the men to leave, women to line up, and then they like didn't know what to do. So they just sat there and then he shot his gun up in the air, like into the ceiling a mm-hmm. couple of times. And then that's when they were like, oh, okay, we're going to take you seriously. But I still think too, it's like, they probably just like the women probably thought they were going to be taken hostage yeah they didn't think that they were just going to be executed you know Mm -hmm. i think that was something too or you know and the men probably thought thought the same thing oh these women you know they you know even worst case scenario probably thought that women were just going to get raped and you know tortured or whatever and then be done with it but they didn't think they were going to be you know lined up and executed Right. right so i thought that was a cool story i figured none of you guys have very it before i wanted to share it with you guys so there
1: you go yeah it's a good one it's interesting it's
2: oh, good story jess
1: something to think about yeah good. you're welcome
2: all right well let's get this wrapped up um you yeah, guys anything you want to add yeah and who's up next week let's get that straight no.
0: mom mom um, is up next mom week. is up next mom. mom and i sent you a good topic today i texted oh, good. It to you i i so, I, I, have, I don't know if you're gonna want to do it though but i, I did, sent you a really but i do have
1: topic. i do have a couple of other ones too okay oh good
0: okay because if you don't do the one i sent you i'll do it my next time around well i do so. yeah, th- those
1: those are three that i might can do the next three times but. okay okay there you go Perfect. but it might be time because my next one is might be a good one yeah oh, okay we'll gotta look into right. it. I got lots of homework to do and I don't have any time to do it
2: mm-hmm. yeah well because we're busy at we so fast
1: yeah.
0: yeah yeah right um we're rearranging the house so this place yeah. is a zoo yeah all right all right. Talk line. to you guys later. Everybody. Bye. Hey, everybody. Bye. Please like,
2: share, and subscribe. The Family School of Pod at gmail.com. Okay. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Goodbye.